0: And welcome to Shakashala podcast number seven. So I think last podcast I talked about introducing and sort of bringing into the picture nightmares. So I don't think any dream, uh, any information on dreams or lucid dreaming or the night would be in any way complete without starting to go into experiences at night, which I think every human being has had that people would call unpleasant experiences. So these might be experiences from our childhood, experiences when we're under severe stress, tiredness, uh, emotional turmoil, uh, phobias. And these things come out in our dreams. So our dreams are in many ways us and our subconscious. So it's very much a thing of if you don't Uh, look in the mirror and hide from what's in the mirror it doesn't just disappear it always uh, is somewhere there inside of us and our subconscious wants us to meet that side of ourselves so it tends to bring these things to the surface to try and make us address things so I I work as a nurse in uh, mental health and I have a lot to do with um, guys and women who have suffered PTSD and so these are armed force people, police, uh, fire, uh, paramedics and one of the first things you see is that they all have nightmares and what it is is that a part of them has obviously been quite fragmented they've had a trauma Uh, they don't want to address it so they've been drinking or trying to escape that trauma Uh, The only problem is that the trauma is there and it keeps rearing its head until the person is willing to address the trauma. So this is really where nightmares and changing your view of nightmares comes into the picture. So if we can start to realize that our, our nice dreams or our mundane dreams are us, and our nightmares are just as much us, It's like looking in the mirror and seeing something about your face that you don't like so that you pretend it's not there or you cover it up. So with nightmares it's a very sort of similar situation. We really want to look in the mirror, see what's there, whether we like it or not and start to accept these aspects of ourselves. And that's really where things start to change in regards to what we would call a nightmare being something that we suffer And having a nightmare and being it's something that we witness and come to understand as another aspect to us So I can give a pretty pretty useful example of my experiences with nightmares. So I mean as a child, I definitely had a lot of very powerful strong lucid dreams at the time I didn't know what they were and some of the content of those would be considered nightmarish. And it wasn't until later adult life when my lucid dreaming practice sort of came back out of the blue. Uh, This was really where also nightmares came back in a very powerful way. And very much like a nightmare is nearly a lucid dream. So when we have a nightmare and we wake ourselves from that nightmare, there's an aspect of ourselves that is aware of what we're doing. So we have this minor degree of lucidity. It's what allows us to wake up. It's also what allows a, a nightmare to become a lucid dream really easily. So a nightmare has a lot of energy in it. Uh, that energy is predominantly fear and anxiety. So we can use that fear and that anxiety to actually wake ourselves up in the dream. So. There is a degree of meditative stability necessary for this practice so we're starting to move more into practices which are a little bit more challenging. Um, But what we can do here is when we are in a nightmare, we realize we're in a nightmare, our first instinct is to run or hide or wake up. If we're able to turn around and sort of look that instinct in the eye and make a different choice which is to stay in the dream we are now lucid, we're now awake in the dream and realize that what we're dealing with, no matter uh, how scary or uh, you know, challenging it is, that it is us. And so once we come to realize that, we can realize that we can't actually be hurt. So in the older Tibetan teachings and dream yoga, they used to say, if you dream of fire, walk into the fire, you know, if you dream of, A Wild animal walk into its mouth and let it eat you and and what this does is it allows Something that you fear to happen happen But when it happens and you realize that you're not destroyed or injured uh, It's a very liberating experience. So first thing I say to people who are suffering a lot of nightmares is don't be afraid to actually walk in to the experience that you're fearing in a lucid way in order to show it for an illusion so that's the, probably the fastest and most powerful way to dissolve uh, uh, a nightmare uh, you can also do things where you enter into dialogue so ask the nightmarish experience or figure what it wants what it's trying to communicate and that can begin a dialogue between the two of you So for me, I had this experience where there was uh, this huge, powerful, dark energy, like perturbating cloud, and it sort of encompassed everything. I'd be asleep in bed, and I could feel it there, and I'm in my dream, in my dream bed, and everything in me is screaming, wants to run, it's, you know, I had multiple dreams where it was dismembering me, and most people sort of, I tell the story to, and they're like, whoa, you know, that sounds terrible. So after quite a few dreams like this, I realized that me waking up wasn't getting myself anywhere and also me running wasn't getting myself anywhere. So I set the intention before I went to bed to become lucid when I met the nightmare and I wanted to meet the nightmare. So I sort of went to bed saying I wish to meet the nightmare with compassion. I wish to meet the darkness with compassion. And I had the dream, the the nightmarish experience came and everything in me wanted to run. And I realized I've done this before, I've done this before. So I stopped and I turned around in the dream and I'm lucid now, I understand whatever I'm dealing with is me. And the energy stops and I'm staring at it and it's staring at me. And there's sort of like no time, just space. And then I recognised something looking back at me, I recognised it's myself, it's like looking in the mirror and seeing your own eyes looking back at you, Uh, and it was like my heart melted, like I realised that this thing that had been attacking me was me, and it was attacking me because I wasn't willing to see it or extend my hand or love it, really. So basically at that moment I sort of opened my arms and embraced it and we both dissolve into each other into this um, white light and that was really like the end of the nightmare in that one dream and I think for me that was a really powerful experience to realize that one lucid dream could totally transform a nightmare that had been coming repetitively for months and months and months and I think this is where people have phobias and fears or reoccurring nightmares I think it's really important to realize that you have a blessing. You think that you have a curse, but you've been given an opportunity to face something in such a dynamic way that will allow you to integrate it and walk through it, if you can see it in that light. So I definitely uh, say to people, it's it's a very hard practice, but it can be done and that mentality towards your nightmares can be changed. Uh, the other one briefly to talk about is sleep paralysis. So uh, it falls kind of in the category of nightmares. People have had this before. It's quite common where you wake up during the night, um, your body's been paralyzed because your basically your body does this so that you won't move during your REM stages of dream sleep. So you wake up, you can't move, but you're sort of in the borderline between waking and sleeping. So sometimes people have varying degrees of hallucinations, voices, uh, things in the room. Uh, sort of called the incubus and the succubus were common terms sort of in the medieval times, um, but it's common in many other cultures as well. Basically, it's just a mistiming of your, your, uh, your sleep cycle. So there's two ways to go about it. One is trying to wiggle a finger or a toe. Another one is to kind of hiss out your teeth. These will generally start to break the paralysis. Uh, It's also to be aware that when you're in a paralysis, you're right on the cusp of going into a dream, which means that you have the potential to do what is called a wake-induced lucid dream, where you pass from a completely lucid waking state into the dream with no loss of consciousness. So it's not like where you capture a dream sign. It's actually where you directly go in and you see the experience of how your mind creates a dream and how you are given a body. And it has sort of pretty deep connotations for those involved in spirituality and and essentially reality itself and the mistaking sometimes for what we think may be real, may not be as real as we think it is. So, I think sleep paralysis is something that once you start to go through it, you can realize that it can actually be a very useful tool for you. So finally, I think we've covered our things on the general nightmares. Also, we've talked a little bit about the... Uh, using it as a tool so actually also I think I'll talk a little bit next time is actually invoking in the dream any fears that you have so meeting any nightmarish aspects that you have been avoiding and actually bringing them into the dream of your own free will this is quite a very powerful practice Um, I'll sort of go into it again uh, in the next podcast Uh, the other thing too is I just want to slowly keep in the coming podcast keep sort of unwinding and showing the potentials i guess for lucid dreaming in the sense of what we can do and how we can start to use it as a very strong and powerful form of self-inquiry so again thanks for listening and stay tuned